Well, guys, hello, and welcome back for another installment of the Frontside Chats. So this one is actually something that I had in the works for a while that I never actually got to do. Um, this one is actually going to be, um, this episode's going to be called Get Guantanamo Bay, What Can I Say? Rather, What I Can Say. So I wanted to talk about my experiences with Gitmo for a long time. Um, the problem was uh, there's a caveat I had to be very mindful of it, you know, not exposing certain taxic, taxics, yeah, taxics, that makes a lot of sense, tactics, detaining movements and other secret things. Um, because I signed a NDA or a non-disclosure agreement to say that I wouldn't talk about certain things that I did down there. Um, with that being said, I, I, you know, I have to, some, there might be some momentarily pauses that I have myself that I might do um, to kind of keep myself in check and making sure that I don't say anything Um that might jeopardize any kind of national security. And that's not the plan that I have, um, you know? So, <laughs> um, with that being said, uh, be mindful that I'm also sick. Um, I've been trying to get over the sickness for a little bit. So excuse the uh, potential coughing fits that I might throw. And the fact that my voice sounds like absolute garbage. So I think this is going to be a multi-part episode uh, because I'm just going to keep this in 30 minute increments. So I think I'm going to try to have this be in multiple parts so it's not all jammed up in one and I kind of have to like throw everything together um, because I've been to Guantanamo Bay uh, twice uh, over a spirit, over a timeline of around two years. And the second time recently when I went in 2021, recently in 2022, my recent deployment um, was a probably about nine, pardon me, nine months overall. <coughs> So generally speaking, it's, uh, the experience is totally different, but I kind of want to begin, um, where it all began. Uh, so I enlisted in the military in May, 2013. Um, actually it was the 28th of, uh, 2013, which is Memorial day. And I did my basic training and did all that. Um, then I went to AIT and the AIT, I had uh, about 20 some odd day, uh, days back with my parents and my, uh, previous ex-wife but uh, came home did all that and then on the day I left I left out of the uh, Philly airport and then I flew down to Virginia and I do remember in Virginia there was a layover so I had to actually sleep in the um, the airport which is always fun Um, luckily I had the bags uh, bag to sleep on I guess a pillow sleeping on a hard floor was totally great um, but that happened. And then, uh, from there, from Virginia, uh, I flew down to Jacksonville. We went to, uh, Jacksonville air base, uh, in Florida and very small airport, very tiny, right on the base. Uh, we got off there and we kind of piled on to this really small little airplane. Now, so the army has like space a and stuff like that, as far as like planes go. But this one was a little bit different. It was just, it was like a so relatively smaller plane. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, um, well, if, you, if you've ever been down to Guantanamo Bay, if you've ever been to a very small area, um, the TSA is relatively quick and quick and painless, which is really nice. You just kind of walk through, especially if you're in military uniform. Because we, back in 2013, when we were on orders, you know, we had to travel in uniform. I'm pretty sure we travel uniform. I'm pretty sure. I, mean, I, I know I traveled, I think I traveled to at least to Virginia 
in uniform and then i may have changed it's because i was like yeah that's that's true yeah because i remember um i went to virginia in uniform um and then i i left i think shortly after that you couldn't even travel in uniform a lot of the a lot of issues uh, with the 9-11 stuff like that but anyway uh so got in there and i left jacksonville and sometime in the morning and i got to guantanamo bay so i got there as a private first class this is like i said this is dang near literally almost 10 years ago um because this was october 2013 yeah yeah so well not 10 not 10 almost 10 years ago but like nine and some change almost nine and a half years ago october 13 2013 i left um to go to that's kind of funny how that really works out today's 13 october 13 uh, 2013 i left guantanamo bay and i thought that was a private first class to go from basic training it to there and i landed on the airport and i can just remember when i just got out the the it was it was october so i'm like oh well it can't be too bad but i also forgot that it was a tropical island so i get out and you know i'm used to relatively like 50 60 degree weather and I get out, it's like 85 and completely humid. So this wave of heat just smacks me right in my face. And I just remember getting off in this, <laughs> looking out the window, even coming down, like just seeing the island. It's like, wow, it's really pretty. Um, it's really, really pretty. But but anyway, I digress. I, I got out, walked on the runway, go inside and did our thing. And then when I first got there, um, all active duty army was still there there is still a unit there that is active duty army um but there's only one battalion of there there used to be like many units and all kinds of stuff but they're slowly starting to downsize um but i'm not going to get into that that's that's a whole different thing um i don't even know if i can say that but hey whatever uh so anyway so it's uh because a lot of the stuff okay so also to caveat on this stuff too a lot of the stuff that i'm going to say you can honestly Google or Facebook uh, activities. Uh, a lot of the things, obviously you won't be able to Google or Facebook like necessarily all the, but you can, uh, it, it's even funnier because you can even Google the detainees. Uh, you can just literally Google any of the detainees from Guantanamo Bay. You could probably, I haven't done this, but you probably Google current detainees and be like, oh, hey, there's some. And I'm not going to get into obviously who is the current detainees because I can't. And I'm not going to get into more, much more about that because, you know, but like I said, a lot of the stuff you can literally go on and Google a lot of the stuff and it's just right there. So that's your fingertips. So, you know, that's a, that's a problem. Um, not really a problem, but like, you know, they, they tell us a lot of the stuff's secret, but, you know, you can Google image a lot of things. I'm not going to get too far into details. Anyway, so get there and I get off the plane, get all my bags and I meet with this one staff sergeant and a few other guys that i uh, went to ait with and we uh, we get on the it's like a little ferry and the ferry takes us from one side of the island to the next so like this little uh gulf we get up from the other side and we go to um the other port <coughs> and we go from there and I'm, I'm, it's this, like I said, it's been almost 10 years, so it's been, my memory is a little bit fuzzy. I don't remember offhand. I'm pretty sure we went to, we did some, we did, we did, we did go around some stuff on the island. Um, we 
got like our access cards to like the other side. There's two separate sides of the base. I'm not going to get specifics. Um, uh, because one side is kind of like the naval side, and one's the army side or joint task force side. Um, and I guess I'm trying to make sure I'm saying the right things here. Uh, we did all that stuff so we could have access to the other side, and then we um, got all our stuff and pretty much went back to our place, and we kind of got set up. And it was nice because like our like my place was like a townhouse. It's kind of nice. I mean. You know, it was, uh, you had a ground floor, you had a kitchen, a little living room. Um, now it's 2013. You, you remember, not even that long ago. Uh, but it just, it was really nice. I was, I was very thankful that I didn't get like a slummy, crappy place to start my military career. Um, met some of my roommates. Uh, my first roommate was very nice. My actual roommate that I actually stayed in the same room with was actually really great. Uh, my other housemates were absolute dog shit, but that's beside the point. Um, overall, uh, the living situation wasn't too terrible. Um, and s- some of the roommates and housemates changed over time, but it wasn't too bad. Uh, for the most part, they were they just whatever. It was a, it was a, <laughs> pardon me. It was mostly not too terrible. Most people kind of stuck to themselves and I kind of stuck to myself. Um, but we got kind of settled in and we started doing admin tasks. We did some admin tasks here and there and we paperwork and like meeting the, the commander and all that kind of stuff. Like you would do it in a normal military base and like nothing, nothing too outlandish. Um, but we do all that. And then eventually we would get to doing like our, you know, hand to hand stuff like handcuffing and ABC one, two, three. And, and we went to this orientation with people that didn't even weren't even going to work inside the, the prisons there or the detention facilities, however you want to call it, because they're technically not prisoners. Um, they were detainees at this time. Um, we didn't have any uh, prisoners. So we did all that. I got sprayed, pepper, pepper sprayed. That was terrible. Great time. Lovely. Fantastic time. Uh, then we started getting integrated into the camps. Um, can't really talk too much about that. It was just kind of like on the job OG, OJT training. Uh, back then, our schedules were kind of rough. Um, those schedules aren't the same anymore. So, um, but I still can't talk about it again because, like I said, it's part of the NDA. <laughs> I just say I worked a lot, uh, especially back then. I worked a whole lot. I worked so much. On top of PT, on top of like your soldier, 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 soldier tasks and duties that you had to do, you know, SD1 and everything. And leadership down there as a military base was touch and go. It wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't anything really great. My team leader down there was just existing. Um, good person, mediocre team leader. Um, I had some team leader switches down there that wasn't too bad, but I digress. So work was the work. Uh, that's the, that's the most exciting part, honestly, is was the work. It was like pain in my butt, but it, you know that I, it kept me. I worked so much that it just kept me busy. And without getting too much into the actual detail of like you know what I did, 
it was definitely a lot of hands-on stuff. Um, nothing that would be uh, torturous in nature. Didn't happen. Didn't happen down there. I can I could say that uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt, there was nothing down there that was torturous. Everything that we did um, with the Taneys was um, above above rim. Um, there was never an incident where I felt like uh, this shouldn't be happening. Like everything that I saw was pretty justified. And like I said, this is like almost 10 years ago. So this is when I was 23, like pretty much a kid, you know, right out of college, thrown into basic training in AIT. And then now my first duty station overseas, away from family, friends, and everything. Uh, it was my first real throw into, uh, you know, life. <laughs> and it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't too terrible. It really wasn't. But it wasn't great. <laughs> it definitely wasn't great. I'll say it was a good experience overall. Uh, but to digress a little more, um, the actual lifestyle on the base was actually very good. Uh, so the eventually, even on my time off, pretty much all I ever did was work out. Work out, eat, sleep, and play some video games. I'd call my, at the time, ex-wife, whatever, and my parents, and we'd talk, and, you know, I'd have, you'd, it's, it's funny, because even back then, like, you know, phones and stuff like that, so getting to that part of it, <coughs> getting to that part of it, the internet was almost a little bit better than dial-up, so <laughs> it was pretty terrible. Um, the Wi-Fi was extremely spotty. Barely better than dial-up. You could barely download any kind of game. So it would take a day and a half, two days to download pretty much any game back then, which was unheard of, you know, even for that time. You know, I mean, like I said, obviously now we have better, faster internet. But then that time, like, it was absolutely like, I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't really do anything on the internet. You couldn't really do much of anything. <laughs> so it was, it wasn't really anything too crazy. You, you would... If I played Steam back then, and it would take me, like I said, I leave my computer on all day, 12 hours, come back, and it'd be like halfway done. I'm like, Jesus. And if it was an online game that required like online, being online to play, it, good luck. It wasn't going to happen. You weren't going to have the ability to do that. Um, so if it was a low-res game, like RuneScape or something like that, maybe. Um, but for the most part, you, you weren't going to be able to play online games. Uh, so like you have like, a lot of the, if you want to do college work back then, it was a lot tougher. Um, they did have, so where I lived, there was like a little MWR area. So that's where a lot of the time I went to do Skype calls because their internet was a little bit, even, uh, I would say it was definitely marginally better than more so marginally better than the one we had in our, uh, living residences. So. It was enough definitely to get a half-decent phone call in over Skype. So that was really nice. And, you know, back then, I think it was, they were releasing, like, the second season of, like, uh, Living, uh, what is it, Walking Dead or some craziness, and, like, they were playing it in there. Like, it was nice. I mean, that part was really nice. It wasn't too bad. Um, but, you know, it kind of sucked to get to leave your place to go out there and 
going there and you just couldn't talk to like your family and friends from the comfort of like your living establishment. So that kind of sucked. <clears throat> the base was very, very small because you couldn't leave the base. You know, obviously the Cubans are very uh, communist. So you couldn't, um, you couldn't leave base because you could be captured and killed. And obviously we were, a lot of good terms with uh, Cuba. Still aren't, but anyway. Um, the base was, like I said, it, it was, there wasn't much of it. I'd run the base because like, it was a very runnable base. I, the gym there, there was one 24-hour gym at the time and then like one half-day half gym. But the one I went to was very good, very good. Um, it, was, it was a 24-hour gym, got whatever you want. And I switched between nights and days, like midnight shifts and day shifts. So it's nice to be able to like leave and just be able to go to the gym whenever you want. Especially in your off days when you're trying to stay on your midnight routine and you're sleeping during the day and then you like get up and then you want to go to the gym. Even if it's like three o'clock in the morning, you could run to the gym and then do what you got to do. And the one time I did run to the gym, I, I tell this to a lot of people that I talk to. I was running to the gym and it was, I had been around two o'clock in the morning and two o'clock in the morning, running, running. And so they have obviously a little bit different, like, um, wildlife in Cuba. Cause obviously it's tropical environment. It's a little bit different. They had banana rats, which are like these big, they're called Husha rats, H-U-T-I-A, I believe, Husha rats. And they were pretty much like small dogs with big tails. They weren't too bad. Um, they kind of ran away when they saw you, uh, but they're definitely pretty big and tarantulas. Okay. So I don't mind, like I, I, if I saw a tarantula far away, I'm like that's fine. But <laughs> so I was running and I, to this day, I can remember exactly where I was. There was a tree to my right and to the left, there was the golf course and I'm running and I literally look down for one second and I see all these black things moving. And then when, in my mind, I'm like, I don't know what this, I don't know what this is. But all of a sudden, quick to my mind, these things have many legs. And I'm like, oh shit, it's a tarantula. And there was like seven or eight of them. And I jumped. I, I felt like an Olympic hurdler. <laughs> it was crazy. I jumped over these things and I was scared shitless. And I tell you what, I ran very fast to the gym that day very fast to the gym that day ran to the gym worked out ran back yeah much better shape back then than i am today um so but uh yeah that was really good so that was really nice and like i said the gym was great um if you definitely wanted to work out there you you definitely could you definitely had the ability to um there was a place so this is a navy base mostly that the army kind of like occupies air force and marines coast guard wasn't space force back then so they weren't there and so the next so it's the naval exchange so it's like the kind of like the army exchange px <laughs> and it was good i mean the one thing then like i was i was legal late to drink i never got in trouble for drinking you know that was kind of a bunch of nonsense i just had every now and then had some beers and whatever and just kind of relaxed um but for the most part, you know, it, it was good. It was just like, a, pretty much as a Walmart, you know, I bought TV there, bought games there, 
bought um, talking cards there. You could pretty much do anything. Um, well, buy anything there that you really needed. You didn't, if anything crazy, you could. Um, and if you needed to order anything, like it's cool because, like, even then, you could still order from send stuff from like the any kind of naval exchange or PX and send it directly there. That was just kind of cool. Um, but to hit on that, mail, holy crap. Mail was bad. And even then, like, so I talked to guys who went to Afghanistan and Iraq and stuff like that. And they were like, we got mail in like three days. It took weeks to get mail in Cuba. I don't know why, but, well, I do know why. So the airspace around Cuba is very particular. Um, so you couldn't really uh, do much with it. So they couldn't fly big airliners and stuff like that. So all the stuff was pretty much freighted in, or like, uh, not freighted in, but like um, boated in. So it was on a big boat. And you had to um, get all your stuff on the boat and then uh, wait. And it would go to this one singular post office on the Navy side of the base. And there'd be thousands and thousands and thousands of packages, and they would have to sort them all. And they would push them out to the company areas, the uh, Navy side, Army side, ABC. So it would take a very long time to get your mail. Um, that's something I'm going to caveat too. But next time I talk about my second time down there. But yeah, even the first time down there, it, it took forever. It took, it definitely took weeks to get anything. So, you know, a lot of the stuff that I got was weeks old. So if anyone sent me anything, it was just like, everything's weeks old. So, but I mean, but it was fine. I, I didn't really complain. I mean, it is what it is. I got my stuff. I got what I needed. I had what I needed. <coughs> and I did have much of a problem. Um, The biggest thing I did when I was down there was fish, fish and spearfish. So when I got there, I got really big into spearfishing and I got really big into uh, diving, uh, free diving. So that's all I really did. Um, without getting to, again, more specifics about what happened, I actually had a job change while I was down there, which was a, which was a, actually not a promotion, but kind of a promotion I would look at it as to where my schedule got better and I had more free time, but I still was under the same company and I just got a lot more time off and the guys, the new guys that I was working with liked to go diving and fishing too. I'm not, again, I'm not going to name drop anybody uh, because uh, I feel like that's not fair, but for the most part, those guys know who they are. And they're great guys. And I uh, miss you guys. If, if you ever if you ever hear this in the future, miss you guys. And I hope you guys are doing well. Um, but I digress. So that's where I really got my love for diving. Um, never gotten to scuba diving down there. <laughs> never gotten to the scuba diving down there. Um, <coughs> pardon me. But uh, overall, like I said, that, that was really cool. Um, got a lot of fish. Did a lot of boating. Um Got uh, spurred, spurred quite a good amount of fish. The water down there is something else. Um, it's just, just it's really it's really pretty. Uh, you mean you can imagine bath water and it's all of the bath water. It's beautiful. You can see forever. The um, tide's great, strong. The fish are pretty. The manatees, everything. 
everything's really cool. Sharks, scary. A lot of sea urchins. Yeah. But uh, that was probably the best part of it. The best part of it for me was that, for sure, hands down, was the uh, the fishing and spear diving. That 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 helped me get through a lot. Um, kept me in shape too. Kept me a lot of in shape, uh, which was really nice. Um, but yeah, I was there from October 13th to October October 13th, 2013 to October 14th, 2014. So one full year and a day. And uh, did all that for that time. You know, did my thing when I was down there. PT and Army stuff and stuff for myself. And then uh, yeah, towards the end... Um, especially like any active duty base, like you'll you'll come up to your your time that's done, and you'll you'll get some weeks to clear, so you'll have time to yourself. Um, you kind of just you go down there and you you just kind of chill. Um, you literally sit around and do much not much of anything, <laughs> which was really nice. Things of all like. Uh, it went from like working all the damn time to having actual time to myself to not doing anything. Um, the color runs down there, a lot of events, a lot of events. Um, even then, a lot of MWR events they did a really good job. Runs and rucks, and they had color runs, they had bands, they had all kinds of stuff. It was nice. They had, they had famous people that came down and um, all that stuff. And it was really nice. It was really great. I was really thankful that a lot of stuff that the MWR did for me while I was down there, keep us going, the keeps going. Um, but yeah, we cleared, took two weeks, and then I was on my next duty station. Not too far to that. Um, it's getting close to the 30-minute time mark, so I'm just going to kind of start wrapping it up. The time down to the first time was a lot rougher than the second time, especially as a PSC. You know, I went down the second time as a staff sergeant, so it was a little bit different. And that's going to be part two of this. <clears throat> so I'll have part two next following this. But it was definitely a great experience. It's, it was definitely an experience to have um, that helped me become more of a adult, <laughs> which is really nice. But um, overall, good place. Work kind of sucked. But that's, you know, neither here nor there. Um the next episode is just going to be my second time, second experience. Um, it, it, it was definitely different, definitely a different experience. Um, people were different. The atmosphere was different. It was crazy. It, it totally, it was totally different world. Plus, I got paid more, so that's always nice. Um, and then I think after I do these these two parts in Guantanamo, and I don't hear any other askings for anything else. I know there was someone else that asked me to do a different podcast for a different topic, but I just, on the top of, it was, this was like on top of my head. Like I was literally laying down, like, you know what? I should do a relatively PG 13 episode about Guantanamo Bay and my limited experience without getting too far into the weeds. Again, I can't get too far into the weeds because of my NDA. Uh, but for the most part, you know, I just kind of wanted to get it out there. So that was kind of my first experience. It wasn't anything crazy. Sadly, I couldn't get too, like I said, too far in the weeds. I wish I could. Um, maybe sometime in the future I can. But uh, tales will tell. And maybe I'll be able to open up about certain things. I would love to write a book about it. I would love to write a book about Guantanamo. I think that'd be really cool. Uh, but uh, time will tell. See uh, what happens with that. 
but uh oh the smell down there that's kind of funny it's just it's a smell that you would never understand um same time that even my second deployment it was a smell that i could never really put my hand on it it was so weird but uh it, it smells the exact same as it did 10 years ago but that, that was really funny i just wanted to put that out there i, I know it's a strange thing to say the last couple minutes of a, of a podcast but that is what it is um so thank you all for tuning in um as always i really appreciate you guys listening um this new um anchor has been very nice i love spotify and anchor's a really good partner with them so i really enjoy that it sucks i can only do 30 minutes but that's fine um in the future i'll just see if i can find other kind of software that can help me for longer but for now freeze for me and it helps um so again i really appreciate you guys tuning in um stick close by and listen to the next episode because that's coming straight up right after this one and hopefully it'll be just as entertaining and just as uh thought-provoking and if you have any questions please refill feel free to reach out to me um again i'm doing uh 99 cents uh referral uh if you want to join my uh podcast it's uh one dollar a uh a month to be a part of my um my people's and you can be part of the fireside chat and i really appreciate that i'm also in the realm of trying to make stickers so if anyone is interested in any stickers please give me a shout out because uh, i'm thinking about getting some stickers made for uh for friday cap guys so um with that being said thanks for everything again thanks for tuning in talk to you soon and as always have a good rest of your day